You're tuned into week eight of the Times News High School Football Podcast presented by the Lehigh Valley Health Network. I'm Justin Carlucci with Patrick Masenko here as usual. And finally feels like football weather out there, Patrick. Early October, the nights are getting cooler, but the district races are surely heating up. Well played. Um, yeah, uh, this is kind of the most exciting time of the season. You know, we're getting a chance to see uh, who's in position, who maybe has a chance, or what the chances are for some teams to make a postseason run. Uh, not to kind of jump the gun, but uh, our editor, Emma McCall, did his overtime column that appeared in Thursday's Times News, just kind of breaking down playoff uh, projections, possibilities for all of our area teams, kind of what needs to happen, what might happen, um, you know, things like that. So uh, be sure to check that out on Thursday and kind of get a little bit of a read on where our teams stand and what they have left over these final three weeks of the season. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely exciting to kind of start looking ahead and seeing who's where and, uh, you know, who might kind of be getting in or on the bubble or who might be left out. Yeah, we're getting that time of the year, especially in Class 3A, where it's just pure insanity with the, the, the minuscule margin of the differential in the ratings between 5th seed and Notre Dame all the way up to Pine Grove at number 2. It looks like North Schuylkill's pretty much solidified themselves. Uh, they haven't officially clinched, but barring some epic collapse, it looks like the Spartans are going to be one of the heavy contenders there in 3A, but... Yeah, definitely check out the overtime column this week. A lot of great stuff. We can get into that a little bit later, but I mean, let's check let's check out some of the results from last week and some of the upcoming matchups this week in week 8. And Patrick, you were all the way in Dingman's Ferry last week where the Bears almost got on the board. East Roseburg North with two fourth quarter touchdowns and touch on that game a little bit. It was just I I mean, you you knew the kind of offense, I guess, that uh, Pleasant Valley was going to run, uh, try to control the clock, um, just kind of grind it out. And they strung together quite a few really long, nice drives um, and that resulted in touchdowns, grabbed an early uh, 14-0 lead. And East Stroudsburg North just kept coming back and kept coming back. Um, and uh, their quarterback, Rashawn Jacobs, a uh, kid that uh, really hadn't played that position all season, but uh, just kind of forced into uh, forced into action with uh, their starter uh, being being out um, and not uh, not available on Friday night. And he made some incredible plays with his legs, extended plays. Um, you know, was just kind of able to find guys downfield and just uh, yeah, just a really. A big performance by him and a huge, huge, huge win uh, for for that program. Uh, snapped a uh, losing streak that uh, was, you know, kind of bordering on 30 games. Uh, so, yeah, that was huge. And obviously, I think it meant a lot for both programs. And you could kind of see it afterward, obviously, on both sides with uh, just kind of the disappointment uh, in, you know, just kind of for the Pleasant Valley players and coaches knowing that. Uh, they had one, um, you know, it was, that was kind of there for them. Uh, and East Charlottesburg North just came back and, you know, was able to put together a rally late. Um, and a two-point conversion actually is kind of what put them over the top, 22-21. And then another score made it uh, 28-21. So, yeah, um, definitely a game that could have gone either way. But uh, it, was, it was certainly exciting, and I think really the first time probably all year that both teams have been able to play a full four quarters of really kind of meaningful football. 
but uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was definitely an exciting game, and I think uh, everybody was uh, you know kind of treated to uh, you know to a contest that you could tell just meant a lot for both teams. Another team that was involved in a fourth quarter rally was Jim Thorpe, uh, and Jim Thorpe topped Blue Mountain twenty-one to seventeen last week. The Olympians put up. 14 points in the fourth quarter and a, a comeback victory, big win for the Olympians in terms of uh, where their season's at. They moved to 6-1, and one, currently the third seed in 3A. Really, really significant win over Blue Mountain. Calcano had a big pass to Snisky late in the fourth quarter, which would prove to be the game winner. And Calcano with a, with a, a low-key very impressive game here, not to be overlooked. 6-for-8, 121 yards through the air, so Kid's making plays when he has to for Jim Thorpe, and he continues to get better as the season goes on. So pretty massive win uh, for the Olympians in, in, in the fashion that they did so. And I think it's interesting, too, you know, you just kind of mentioned Calcano and kind of what he's done the last couple of weeks. I mean, he had a huge game against a really good North Google team, and you kind of look at where he's at now on the season for passing yardage, and he's up to third in the area um, with 627 trailing only Devin Ballinger of Northwestern and Braden Oblock of Tamaqua. So uh, for a team that, you know, we, we know can really run the ball well, um, and we've seen that with the likes of C.J. Selby and Don Madera and a lot of those guys, uh, you know, you've seen what, uh, what Calcano has been able to do as this season has gone on, and it's, it's really impressive. And you look at a kid like Noah Smithy, too. I mean, he's 13, 155 yards. But he's got six touchdowns. Um, I mean, that's that's really impressive. And he's now the third leading receiver in the area. So uh, I think as these guys have kind of really settled into their roles, it's allowed that offense to kind of open up, uh, not be so kind of one-dimensional or run-dependent, as uh, head coach Mark Rosenberger said uh, this week. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's exciting. And I'm kind of interested to see what they're able to do against Pottsville. Calcano, Snisky, C.J. Selby, who had 27 for 147 on the ground last week, were all a part of an Olympian's offense who are leading the Times News area with a positive 7 plus minus. So really Jim Thorpe doing a lot of things at the right times as the season moves on towards towards the end of the regular season here, Pat. Yeah, um, and these games coming up are going to be so, so, so massive. Um, you know, you think about this one, obviously, with a Pottsville team, um, We've seen what Pottsville can do, uh, the kind of playmakers they have in the backfield, out wide, um, major mismatches uh, that they can present for for opposing defenses, uh, just kind of seeing what they have done against some of our other teams already this season. But, yeah, this would be this would be a huge win for Jim Thorpe, obviously, and it would totally shake up um, this Division One title race, you know. So, um, so I think that's kind of – Kind of exciting, and then you don't want to look too far ahead, but uh, Thorpe still has a pretty hungry um, and, you know, obviously very talented Tamaqua team to uh, to contend with uh, down the stretch as well. Panther Valley with a big win over Marion. They put up 40 points. Big game from our player of the week, Ethan Rice. Clouser had 104 yards on just four carries on the ground for PV, so... A lot of big plays for the Panthers this week, and you had a chance to talk to Ethan Rice. We'll get to his interview later in the podcast here. But uh, also, you know, he had a big play to Blake White, two of them actually, 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Splash play. So talk about kind of what your vibes were, kind of what, you know, Coach uh, Panther Valley, Coach Rick Jones, and what kind of Ethan kind of said about the game last week. Um, you know, and even just kind of looking back at, uh, you know, some of Coach Jones's comments immediately after the marrying game and kind of talking about how they're not a team that's going to, that really is going to grind it out and maybe kind of keep it, you know, ground and pound or anything like that. Um, just kind of maybe the size um, disadvantage maybe that they have in, in some areas. Uh, but, but they have guys that uh, are, are big-time playmakers, uh, whether it's out of the backfield or out wide. And you've seen that with, with the running game. Um, like you mentioned, uh, Clouser, and then you have Elias Tavares, um, you know, and Eric Moyer. Uh, those guys have combined to Panther Valley's averaging 250 rushing yards the last two weeks um, as a team, which is massive, obviously. But, uh, yeah, then you throw in um, Blake White and Sean Holden and those guys outside, um, and it just adds a whole other layer uh, to that attack. And they were very balanced against Marion, uh, were able to overcome a race, a 10-point deficit after the first quarter. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's huge for them. And just to kind of have those guys get in there, um, continue to kind of gain confidence. Ethan Rice is a kid that's been there. Um, this is now his third year, I guess, kind of starting. He took over as a sophomore. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's exciting. And I think they've shown that they do have that sort of big play ability. Uh, where they can, if they can get guys out in space, um, they have guys that are able to make those kind of, we talk about sometimes splash plays, uh, almost kind of score from anywhere on the field. So, um, yeah, that's uh, it's exciting, and it's kind of different maybe from, from Panther Valley, from anything that we've really seen in the last couple of years, I guess. You know, just kind of thinking that they have guys like that where they can score from really maybe anywhere on the field. Listen, we had three kind of Colonial League statement wins. Two of them uh, were by rivals, and, uh, and then we had Palmerton shutting out Catasauqua 56 to nothing. but really, really impressive from Northwestern, 36 to 34 over Southern Lehigh. If you would have told me that Devin Ballinger only had to throw the ball eight times to beat Southern Lehigh before that game, I would have called you crazy. But he did his damage on the ground, 139 rushing yards for Northwestern, and they edged out the Spartans 36-34, Pat. Yeah, and that's huge. And, again, it just kind of shows, um, you know, that sort of multifaceted attack uh, that Northwestern um, head coach Josh Snyder, those guys, they do a really, really good job. And we've seen them just kind of continue to evolve as the season's gone on. We all kind of know what Devin Bollinger can do and is capable of. Um, he's leading the area, passing yardage, but uh, they have so many other ways that they can beat you. Um, we've seen what a kid like Justin Holmes as a wide receiver can do, uh, Justin Rada as a wide receiver, and then you look at Nick Henry out of the backfield, and then again with what with what Bollinger can do with his legs. Um, there are just so many different dimensions to that attack um, that make them almost impossible to stop. Uh, and I know it's the beginning of the season. They weren't maybe totally healthy, had some guys banged up. Uh, Holmes uh, missed the first week of the season, just kind of slowly got eased back into the lineup. Um, but he's been vital for, for what they've been able to do. And, yeah, they just can beat you in so many different ways. And that was huge, uh, handing Southern Lehigh its first loss of the season. And now they have a really tough Saucon team that's played Northwestern pretty tough. Uh, the last couple of years, you know, they've had some pretty epic games. So, yeah, uh, we'll see kind of how things go down the stretch here. But 
Uh, the one thing is, I guess, with the Colonial League, they don't do, um, they don't really take into account like head-to-head matchups when it comes to determining like a league champion. So it really just boils down to sort of like that one-loss record. Um, so if you're looking at teams right now, you know, you have your, your Northwestern with one loss, your Southern Lehigh with one loss, and then you know when you factor in some other teams, obviously like a, like a Saucon or like a, you know like a Notre Dame Green Pond. Uh, depending on how these teams play against each other, um, you know, you could end up with with co-champions, um, you know, declared across uh, maybe maybe two, maybe three, maybe up to four. Um, so yeah, so that'll be interesting to see just kind of how these teams play each other down the stretch. Clean game from the Tigers. Two penalties for just ten yards. No fumbles. No interceptions. One punt, big recipe for a victory. They did everything right last week against Southern Lehigh. The other big win was Northern Lehigh pouring it on against Salisbury, who's been pretty much playing yeah. everybody tough lately. So huge win for Coach Tout and his staff and the Bulldogs there. Uh, I guess not surprising that they won, but surprising that they won by the margin that they did. 42-14 to 14 over Salisbury, jumped out to a big 21 nothing lead in the first quarter, and they just kind of rolled with the momentum after that. So what's your take on that one? Yeah, I think if you look, again, just kind of at where a lot of these teams are in the district standings, um, you, know, you think about, obviously, the team like Northern Lehigh now that's kind of coming in at 4-3, um, handed Salisbury its third loss last uh, last week. And that's a Salisbury team that beat Notre Dame Green Pond earlier this year. Um, was in good position in the district standings, but like we mentioned, there really is no you know no margin for error, and these teams really can't afford to have any kind of setbacks. So I think you know for as much as Salisbury had a lot to play for last week, um, so did Northern Lehigh. Uh, just kind of knowing what was on the line for them, um, kind of where Salisbury was in the standings, and being able to kind of maybe kind of pull Salisbury back, you know, back to the pack a little bit, and then also kind of help themselves a little bit as well. Yeah, huge win for the Bulldogs there. And then you got Palmer in 56 nothing win over Catasauqua. Catasauqua really just, ugh, they're rebuilding. They're having a tough year. They were 7 for 26 passing with three interceptions. On the flip side, Palmer was a perfect 11 for 11 throwing the football. So uh, good signs for the Palmer and pass game there probably moving forward. 23 first downs. Um, really, but uh, Jordan Nelson had six completions. Uh, Hate had three completions. And then Daly came in and went two for two. So they had three quarterbacks uh, with perfect passing records there. That might actually be a good note. We'll have to see if Rod Heckman could look that up. Have we ever had three quarterbacks come in and not uh, not miss a pass in the same game? That's kind of interesting, right, Pat? It is. I mean, we have so many times where you could go through an entire game where maybe there's only, you know, a handful of pass attempts total, um, you know, so uh, to be able to have that much from three different guys um, and to see them all have that much kind of success, yeah, I think it definitely does, though, bode well for Palmerton, and that's a team that's uh, kind of looking to get back on track, open really strong against Palisades, huge win, and then just kind of hit a little bit of a rough patch against a lot of really tough opponents, um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, no easy games there, obviously, but uh, yeah, just kind of trying to kind of trying to find their way through that and again too it's difficult you have a team that uh, is low on numbers and just kind of trying to mix in different guys um, as best and wherever they can so uh, always a struggle when you're kind of lacking that sort of depth but um, yeah you, you hope that this 
this win over Catasauqua can kind of propel them now uh, going down the stretch, kind of get them back on track, and just really kind of help build confidence for these guys, really sort of boost morale as well. Uh, other local game last week was Pottsville 61, Lee Heighton 6. This is a game that was 7-6 after one quarter, and then Pottsville kind of flexed its strength, and they've been handling their own business around the Schuylkill League, and a team that just continues to impress across the board, a team that maybe the coaches and, and the media, you know, they didn't peg them to win this Schuylkill Football League, but they are right there with the best of the best, this Pottsville Crimson Tide team, a team that took Wyoming missing, who's having a heck of a year, and I think they're still undefeated themselves to double overtime. That's the Tide's only loss this year, so... Pottsville continues to kind of turn heads in the area and across the district, Pat. Yeah, and, you know, I was able to kind of see them uh, in person firsthand, and they absolutely, uh, they have that that strength. Um, You know, they're big, they're tough up front. And then they also have a, you know, a stable of backs in a lot of ways. You look at a Kevin DiCello type of kid, um, you know, running the ball, and then you have a Bobby Waltruck. Uh, who's really uh, strong both ways, you know, also on defense. But then um, when I covered Pottsville against Tamakwa, he came in and he saw the majority of his carries late in the game, uh, second half, uh, a bit of a bigger back, maybe kind of more bruising. Um, so you kind of put him in there, and he's able to just really kind of effectively wear down a defensive front. Um, and at that point, when it's late in the third, fourth quarter, uh, I don't think he's a guy that you want to just kind of step in front of and try to, you know, try to arm tackle. So uh, big, tough kid. And then they have, you know, guys outside with Barnes and Shank. Um, you know, you have basketball players that are able to go up and get jump balls. Um, and it's just such a huge matchup problem for any defensive secondary. And they can, you know, turn around and put those guys on your best receivers as well. So, um, so it makes it really, really tough um, on, on both ends of the football. And then they have Mullins as well. So um, another kind of valuable guy out wide on defense in this, you know, um, on special teams as well. So I think Pottsville might be one of the more complete kind of well-balanced teams um, that we that we have in the league, uh, you see what they've done against a lot of a lot of our schools. Um, the way that they've been able to perform. Uh, the one game I know it's not in our area, but I'm kind of looking forward to in the regular season finale when Pottsville has to play North Schuylkill. Uh, you think a lot's going to be on the line there, and if these teams kind of keep winning, um, it'll be. I think that will be a fun atmosphere uh, come week ten. Absolutely. That's going to be a massive game for a lot of different reasons. I'm looking forward to that as well. That pretty much covered all of our games from last week, other than the big one. North Schuylkill, 27, uh, and Tamaqua, 18. Not that the other ones weren't big, but that was definitely uh, a huge one for the area. So the Spartans taking care of business, knocking off Tamaqua. Tamaqua dealing with its second straight loss. Uh, And, you know, man, North Schuylkill just got it done. 298 yards on the ground. They held Tamakwa to just 81 yards on the ground. The Raiders completed under 50% of their passes. So it looks like the Spartans kind of executed the game plan and did what they wanted to do against Tamakwa. Kind of, uh, kind of got it done late in the game. It was a 14-12 game at halftime. Kind of just like the Pottsville game, Pat, where yeah. Tamaka was right there through three quarters. It was 14-12, to 12 and the Spartans able to pull away late. So Tamaka right there for two straight weeks against huge quality opponents, and unfortunately for the Raiders coming up just short in both of them. Yeah, and you know that um, uh, those guys and head coach Sam Bonner, they're not really at this point looking for you know moral victories or silver linings, but 
um, I do think that, and like Coach Bonner said to me, that there are a lot of positives they can take away from these games. Um, and he thought that they played better from uh, Pottsville to North Schuylkill, and they're obviously going to try to keep that going into this week against Lee Heighton. And, yeah, you look at what they were able to do, um, you know, improved in some areas, uh, showed that they're right there. They're able to hang with these teams, the teams that are effectively the best in the league and some of the best in the district. Um, and even out of the district, like you talked about with Pottsville and the way Pottsville played, a really good why missing team. So, you know, there's, there are encouraging signs to see that they are right there and kind of on the doorstep of being able to break through against, against teams like this and these teams. But, yeah, and that's just such a tough schedule to have to face them back-to-back. Um, you know, obviously you get kind of no rest. It's a really quick turnaround, um, and that's just uh, – it's tough. But, uh, you know, they've kind of gone through it, and now they have three weeks left in the regular season to really kind of turn things around and finish strong and, and see what they're able to do um, over these last couple of weeks and try to finish try to finish 8-2. and two. A lot of big games coming up this week, Pat. I'm curious as to what is catching your eye. I'm looking at our grid picks here. A lot of good games in the area. A lot of good games out of the area. One thing for sure is I have absolutely no shot to run the table in our picks because I'm trash. But look I at mean, s- you did better than me, I think, last week. So That's not saying much, is it, though? No, 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 no. Um, no, we don't have to, don't have to put it, uh, you know, put it in those. those but, uh, but, but hey, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're getting by. You're getting by. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, you're I, I not in the pungent pit yet. So, um, with our uh, grid pigs, our wrist track, I guess. Well, for you know, we talked a lot about Thorpe. We talked a lot about Pottsville, and they're playing this week. And the Tide are going to be on the road at Coach Rosenberger's. Uh, team's field there, Jim Thorpe, so can Jim Thorpe, you know, I, I mean, we're, we're talking, Jim Thorpe's as talented as almost any of our area teams, if arguably the most talented, I mean, we have a lot of talented teams in the area, we got Jim Thorpe, Tamaqua, uh, they both shown they could play in the Schuylkill League, and, uh, you know, these teams when they played North Schuylkill, and, uh, and when Tamaqua played Pottsville earlier this year, uh, it was anyone's game after a couple quarters, so this is going to be... Very interesting game for Jim Thorpe. Like we talked about, their passing game is developing now. They're a little more two-dimensional than they were at the beginning of the season, and they're doing things at the right time. So I, I would, you know, I, I think Jim Thorpe's going to get a possible battle here at home this week, Pat. I think what's kind of interesting too is you look at the way Jim Thorpe's schedule has set up, maybe kind of compared to Tamaqua, like we talked about, where Thorpe got the North Schuylkill game in. Um, tough, close loss, and then was able to kind of come back, maybe regroup a little bit, play Blue Mountain. Uh, obviously, a tough game. Uh, you know, certainly not uh, you know not an easy opponent uh, or an easy win, but kind of able to get back on track, get a win, um, take a week to sort of regroup, and now this week they come back and they're home against Pottsville. So. Um, whereas you think, again, like we talked about with Tamaqua, where Tamaqua went just back-to-back, Pottsville, North Schuylkill, kind of bang-bang, um, you know, really, you know, no rest there in between. But, um, but yeah, I'm interested to see just kind of in the developments, too, that we've talked about with Jim Thorpe as an offense, uh, what they've been able to do, just how much that's really going to benefit them, you know, kind of having that almost extra week and getting to play Blue Mountain here in between before – 
hosting Pottsville. I just kind of I'm interested to see how much, if at all, that you know kind of plays or works maybe in their favor. Just kind of getting that little bit of a not break, but just kind of getting a buffer in between uh, Pottsville and and North Google, I guess. And it, you know, for either team, whoever comes out on top will have a nice boost in their rating among the district standings. Uh, so it should help both of them. You know, whoever comes out on top there. Running through some of the rest of these games here. Uh, a district playoff berth in 1A could be on the line between Shenandoah, who will travel to Marion this week. So, pretty massive game this week for Coach Morgans and his staff. I know you had a chance to chat earlier in the week with, with him. So, what was kind of his take on this upcoming game with Shenandoah? Um, again, uh, a team that we talked about with Marion, kind of looking for its first win of the season. But um, Coach Morgans has liked what they've done um, the last couple of weeks. You know, they've been able to sort of put a couple of things together. Uh, they led early against Panther Valley last week. Uh, they hung tough, uh, you know, kind of finished strong against Minersville the week before. Uh, both losses, but, uh, but yeah, they've shown that they're able to kind of do some things. They've been able to move the ball on the ground. You look at that rushing attack. Um, Xavier Casio uh, has been able to run the ball really well the last couple of weeks, and you know I think that's something that they've also had a little bit more continuity, consistency on the offensive line. Uh, Coach had mentioned about just kind of being able to keep the same line uh, for back-to-back weeks, which has really not been the case for much of the season. So I think you're kind of seeing the benefit of that and just kind of what it means to the team. So. Uh, yeah, and this is a team, this is a game where both teams are going to be really, really hungry. Um, Shenandoah is a team that's looking to snap a long losing streak. Uh, I think it's up to 24 games now. So um, these are both teams that want to win, need a win, and obviously it could be, like you said, it could be huge depending on potential you know, postseason implications. Northern Lehigh is going to travel to Palisades. They're going to have a really nice opportunity to get another victory here and string a couple of them together there. Palisades rebuilding this year. Can't take anybody lightly, but the Bulldogs are in a nice spot at this point of their schedule. Salkin Valley is going to travel to Northwestern. I know we talked about that a little bit earlier as well. Going to be another tough battle for Coach Schneider and the Tigers. Wilson at Pomeran. Pomeran coming off a game where they clicked on all cylinders. Wilson's been playing a lot of Colonial League teams tough this week, so this year, excuse me. So Wilson at Pomeran, Pat, what's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, and I think we'll get to, we'll get a chance to see you know how much Pomeran is able to kind of build off of um, you know last week's win against Caddy. Uh, think about Pomeran's game against Wilson a year ago. Uh, they traveled to Wilson Saturday game, uh, day game. Uh, close game. Wilson uh, pulled that one off late. So, um, and that was a game too that we kind of thought Palmerton uh, would would handle, would be able to take care, of, where they'd be able to take care of business. Uh, and yeah, these are the types of games that you think maybe kind of coming off of last year, where it was a close loss. Now, kind of coming back this year, um, and you see kind of obviously what's still on the line for you know for these teams going forward and down the stretch. Uh, this is one that uh, maybe Palmerton will be a little bit more excited for um, than not so much than they normally would have, but just kind of knowing uh, what happened last year and just how you know how close they came to getting that win. Um, I don't know that they're gonna um, you know they're gonna let um, you know another letdown happen again this season. Mono area is gonna travel to Panther Valley, Pocono West gonna travel to Pleasant Valley. We'll see how Coach Sayers' team can respond after a tough loss against uh, East Stroudsburg North. A couple out-of-the-area games that are really, really attractive here, man. Emmaus is going to take on Freedom. Uh, Upper Dolphin undefeated at Williams Valley, one loss. Easton at Bethlehem Catholic. Uh, 
So a lot of tough games uh, out of our coverage area that are going to have implications across District 11. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and we talk all the time about a lot of these EPC games, and you know you're able to you try to look, um, you know, kind of common opponents and what so and so has done, maybe recently or just kind of throughout the season. And it's just so hard to gauge where some of these teams are. Um, you know, obviously when they get a chance to match up head to head, you see just how talented they are and the, the depth of talent. Um, that even if it's a team that maybe has two, three wins. Uh, they can still show up and put together a great game and and knock off an undefeated team. You know, hand a team that first loss, um, and it's just one of those things where you can't take any of these games lightly. Um, but it certainly makes it exciting because you just really don't know. Um, and there's just so 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 much talent um, in all these all these we have out schools, and you just don't know what's going to happen each week. Well, we talked a lot about what's going on last week. A lot about what's going on this week. I know you got a couple of nice interviews with our area coaches and one with our player, Louis Ethan Ray. So let's toss it over to Tomahawk head coach Sam Bonner and see what he has to say. I mean, just kind of, you know, for you guys, obviously coming off of, you know, two really tough games, tough opponents. Um, I'm, what has it been like, I guess, for your guys this week? Yeah, you know, obviously tough. You know, I said, you know, you know, two tough losses against two quality teams. You know, I thought. You know, our, our play improved from the Pottsville game to the No um, Schuylkill game. You yeah. know, I, I thought we had opportunities. You know, I, I, we held, held the lead for the most of the first half. You know, we gave up some big plays going in the half, and you know, a big play after half. But you know, I, I thought our kids played a you know a tough, hard-nosed game against a really good team. Um, you know, I mean, we felt like we improved from the Pottsville game to the No Schuylkill game. So obviously, we'll do the same thing this week and you know, bouncing back and trying to get a victory at least. Sure, sure. Um, and, you know, obviously you kind of, you know, I'm sure, you know, it's stuff that you guys talk about, but, you know, kind of coming down the stretch of these final couple of weeks of the regular season, um, you know, how much are you just kind of trying to focus on and, you know, with these guys of just kind of regrouping, resetting, and really trying to finish the season strong and, you know, get, you know, get three wins here and just see, you know, kind of see what happens and how things shake out? Yeah, definitely. You know, you know we always go by that one week at a time kind of model. You know, this week is Lee Hayden. We know we have a big one against Thorpe and finish against Marion, you know. But it's, you know, we got to get one before we get the second one. Sure. So it's important that we, you know, we, we prepare, you know, we get, you know, we're a little banged up, you know, two physical games. So I said, you know, it's important that we get healthy this week and, you know, go out and play a very good game and improve this week against Lee Hayden. And, you know, I said, we go from there. Um, I'm, you know, you kind of mentioned, you know, just kind of some of the adjustments, obviously, you know, kind of just uh, things that you guys were able to do against North Schuylkill. Um, how much of that, you know, obviously now kind of coming off of it into Lee Heighton, different opponent, but how much are you guys able now to kind of keep building on that and, uh, you know, just kind of take that with you going forward, I guess? Well, yeah, I mean, we, we still have it over 300 yards of offense. Yeah. Against, you know, a good defensive team, so, you know, we want to build off of that. Yeah, I feel like, you know, we also, you know, left some plays – on the defensive side, the offensive side, and special teams on the field that could have made a difference in the game. So, you know, working on improving on that. You know, I said we were over three on extra points. You know, it's something that we, we normally don't do. So, you sure. know, we worked at, you know, worked on some of our two point conversions as well as, you know, shoring up our extra point. Um, you know, obviously, you know, they showed us some different looks in the passing game. So, we, you know, we worked on some different routes that we haven't shown. So, we're, you know, looking to improve on that. And the one game something that, you know, we were a little disappointed in. But, you know, obviously with, you know, Elson and, you know, the green kid up front, you know, sure. it's going to be easy to run against them. But, you know, obviously, you know, when 
you know, they take some guys out of the box. We got to do some things that we could establish a run game. So, you know, we, we took, you know, we walked away from the game with, you know, positive aspects, but obviously some stuff that, you know, we continue to work on. Um, absolutely. And, you know, you think about a heightened team that's maybe kind of, you know, dealing with some injuries, um, you know, kind of uh, maybe, you know, struggling a little bit, but you know that they're going to kind of come out and, you know, have a, you know, have a game plan that, um, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to present a challenge and, you know, they're, uh, you know, certainly one of those teams that you can't, you know, can't overlook, can't look past. No, no doubt. You know, they have some athletes, you know, the Crumb Kids and athletes, Chuck yeah. Kids and athletes. I don't know, Sam Gilano was a little banged up, but sure. he said, you know, he's another kid that's an athlete. You know, if guys are going to make plays on you, if you go in there, you know, play a sloppy game, they can make you pay for it. So it's you know, one of those things that, you know, we got to make sure that we go in that, you know, again, like you said, that, you know, I said we, we correct the mistakes that we made last week, giving up some big plays, you know, basically on misassignments or, you know, obviously, you know, missing some fundamental football there that, you know, we, we want to improve on. So I said we want to make sure that we go in, you know, knowing that, you know, we're playing a, you know, the team that could be dangerous, you know, it's at their field on their home turf. So sure. that's one of the things that we got to improve on. You know, it's our second week on the road. We're coming off of two tough games. You know, we got to make sure that we kind of correct stuff and kind of get the ship right for you know, the second, you know, this last three games of the season. Um, anything else for you, Sam? Just kind of coming out of yeah, not, not really. You know, I said like you said, so we have you know we had some good individual efforts last week that I, you know I was proud of that. You know, we had some guys step up. You know, Sean LeBlanc, I thought stepped into his defensive end for us. You know, he played well for us. But you know, I said we gotta you know make sure that we continue doing what we do well and improving on some of that other stuff. Absolutely, yeah, and just kind of you know kind of keep building on that foundation, and yeah. you know just kind of um, you know I know we talked earlier in the year about guys that maybe had been you know you kind of get guys in that they're getting some varsity time or they're getting playing time, and um, you know yeah. kind of yeah, you know, yeah we're a little banged up like a lot of teams right now, so sure. Assume, you know, we got some- Young guys in there that, you know, we expect to step up a little bit now. Absolutely. Um, anything else for you, Sam? Oh, that's it, man. I Thank- appreciate the call, man. Hey, no problem. Thank you so much for taking the time every week. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem, man. Have a good one. Thanks. Good you too. Good luck good this time. weekend. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Up next, we got Panther Valley quarterback Ethan Rice, who is the Times News Player of the Week. Patrick had a chance to catch up with Ethan, who threw for three touchdowns in a win last week against Marion. How much does that help kind of take pressure off of you, kind of knowing what, you know, what the rushing attack can do, and then how much does that help kind of open things up over the top, I guess? It's just kind of a bait game. See yeah. what, what it takes. See what they take and see what they give you. Um, for you, you know, just kind of, I don't know, um, is this sort of what you thought maybe that, you know, as you guys practice together, kind of coming through the offseason, getting through the first half of the season, obviously a difficult schedule the first half of the season, but is this something that you thought maybe now kind of getting into some Division Two games, is this what you thought maybe you guys were capable of? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, anything else for you that really just kind of stood out about last week or just kind of uh, how much momentum, I guess, do you feel like you have now kind of going forward? Um, you know, obviously now kind of coming down the stretch run here, I guess, how much momentum do you feel like you have? I think we have a lot more momentum than we did from the first half. Sure. We're coming in 2-0 two, two the past two weeks, and we played some really good teams, but now, like you said, we're coming into our division. So I think those are more winnable games for us. Absolutely, yeah, and you kind of look at, you know, just kind of thinking about, like, you know, records and things like that, and, you know, just kind of coming off the teams that you have played the first half of the season. Um, Anything else or anybody else maybe that really kind of stood out to you in terms of their performance, I guess, last week or the last Uh, couple of weeks? 
Blake White and Sean Hogan. Yeah. Sure. And then Elias Tavares and Eric Moyer, for sure. Those guys were definitely outstanding for us the past, the whole season, actually, for us. They've been really good for all of us. They've helped us out, and they contribute every single play. Yeah, um, and like you mentioned about, you know, maybe you're not so much of a stat guy, but obviously you think about, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, you think about what you're able to do and what it's because of, you know, what they're able to mm -hmm. do and what the line's able yeah. to do, and, and then it turns into, you know, another big team win. Um, yeah. And it really is that. It's a team win. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just kind of one of those things where you have a lot of individual performances, but, you know, the team comes out of it with a win. Um, anything else for you or just thinking about going forward, Ethan? Uh, Thanks so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Congrats and good luck this week. Sure. Next up is Marion Catholic head coach Patrick Morgans. The Colts have a huge matchup with Shenandoah Valley this week, and a lot of District 11 Class A playoff implications are on the line. Here's what Coach Morgans had to say. Thanks a lot for taking the time. I appreciate it. And thanks for taking the time, I mean, all season. I appreciate, you know, you guys always taking time for us during the week. And, um, you know, it, uh, it helps us a ton. And, um, you know, I just, I always appreciate you, you know, always making time for us. We appreciate that a lot. Anytime. You know, you guys do a lot for our kids. So I appreciate everything you guys do, too. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, I mean, this week, obviously, you know, kind of looking at maybe you look at maybe the Panther Valley game and, you know, you kind of think about the start that you had there um, and, you know, just kind of, I don't know. I mean, do you, do you look at anything there in terms of just maybe like, you know, the way the guys played early on and just kind of being able to get out to a lead and, you know, obviously, you know, you guys, you know, certainly um, did some things well, um, you know, had some success rushing the ball. Um, do you take any of that with you now going into Shenandoah this week? Yeah, I mean, again, there were there were always some bright spots, you know. We, we did start out well, and uh, you know, Luca made a big kick there, which yeah, was great yeah. for him to see him have some success there. And uh, you know, Xavier had a great game, and uh, you know, but uh, again, you know, it's uh, you know, give Panther Valley credit. I mean, they they you know kept after and, and made some plays, and 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 that's what football's all about. You know, you got to continue to make the plays. You can't get content and. Uh, you know, I don't think we did, but uh, sure. BB just stepped up and started making some plays, and you know, all our scores were, were big plays. So sure. we just gotta, and then that's gonna happen with you know a young team, and you know, again, these guys, and you know, not making any excuses here, but you know, sure. a lot of these guys don't come off the field. You know, oh yeah, offense, defense, and special teams, and you know, you can see, you know, we come out hard, and then we come out well in the first quarter, it's ten nothing, but then that second quarter, you know, we get worn down a little bit. And, and again, PV did a great job making plays, so um, you know, give credit to them. They're well coached, and uh, they did a great job. Um, and you know, even kind of thinking about that, and just kind of going through, you know, going through the game, and then obviously, you know, as the game goes on, but now, you know, kind of going forward too. Um, like, what are some adjustments too that maybe you know, like the staff can make, and that you know, you guys can kind of make too, and just kind of, you know. Under, I don't know, not so much understanding, but just kind of seeing that and then just kind of, you know, reacting. And, um, I mean, can you guys make adjustments or, you know, do you, do you kind of alter the game plan or do anything differently in those in those ways, I guess? Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's a game of adjustments. You're always, you know, making adjustments. So, uh, you know, we try and get guys, you know, blows here and there, but, you know, sure. we only dress 17, so that's... Uh, yeah. Uh, it's only uh, six players you can mix in, and you know, um, 
you know, looking at our roster again, you know, we have nine freshmen. So, I mean, you know, and uh, it's just, you know, it's, yeah, again, I give those guys credit that are playing because they're out there and they're giving their all. They really are. And, uh, you know, um, all we can do as coaches is just keep coaching them and, and keep getting them, making them better. And, you know, I tell all the kids every week, you know, just keep working, keep getting, make yourselves better. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what our goal is, just to continue to make ourselves better. Um, and, you know, you look at a Shenandoah team, um, you know, obviously one that's uh, certainly, you know, kind of hungry um, as well for a win. Uh, you know, what do you see when you kind of look at them and just, um, you know, obviously they've played some tough teams, um, but, you know, again, it's a team that, uh, you know, they keep battling, they keep fighting, you know, but just what do you see when you look at a team like that and, and, and a program like that as well? Yeah, again, I give them credit too because you know they're in the same boat, and, and those kids come out every week and they play. And, yeah. And I'll tell you what, they got some very good athletes. I mean, Kovoyas is, is a great athlete, a quarterback, and Dunchak, a receiver, and you know even the, the number seven, he's he's good. They got good skill kids. They really do. And then their line is huge. Sure. And they're gonna come after you. I mean, they're gonna play for four quarters also. So, um, you know, they're you know. It's, almost kind of mirror image this year yeah it really is i mean you know both short of numbers and, and uh, but they're they got a, a really nice team they really do and they're they're well coached as well you can tell they're well coached and again you know i i know what they're going through and and uh i give those kids a lot of credit i really do and their coaching staff i think their coaching staff does a great job keeping that team together um, and, you know, you kind of think about a team like Shenandoah and, you know, kind of going through and, you know, the, the teams that you have played this year. But but do you think that maybe Shenandoah is the one that do, do you think they kind of most closely resemble you guys in terms of, you know, numbers and depth and, and things like that, I guess? I think at the point we are right now, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we're both low with numbers and, you know, we're both playing a lot of guys both yeah. ways. You know, they're playing, you know, they they play even fewer than us. I mean, they do have kids that they mix in and out there. So, uh, you know, it's 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 going to be a really tough game Friday night. It really is. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, we kind of mentioned, you know, Xavier, and you think about what he's done, you know, especially, you know, the last couple of weeks and, um, you know, the amount of yards and touchdowns and things that he's, you know, been able to kind of kind of produce. Um for him and his confidence level and, you know, for, for the line and, you know, the guys up front, um, how much does that kind of help there just sort of seeing, you know, him and, you know, the offense really, you know, help get the offense kind of into a flow and, like we've talked about before, really find that consistency, I guess. Well, really, I mean, the last two weeks we had the same line. Yeah. Straight for two weeks, and I think that really helped. And I'm sure Xavier would be the first one to credit his line, and you know, and, and Mitch Miller, fullback, yeah, for him. So, I mean, I, I thought it was nice to have that consistency finally, and, and you know, that you know plays a lot into it. You know, when you have the same guys working together, so they get to know each other and, and know what each other's doing. You know, that's uh, I think that was a, a big key in, in the Xavier's success. And plus, he's getting more comfortable now. You know, he's sure. getting more carries now. So, uh, you know, he's getting into a groove. And uh, so, uh, you know, it's, it's good to see the progression. I mean, again, that's what we're asking for. We're just asking to get better each week. 
Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, I'm, and I'm sure, you know, obviously for you guys too, and you kind of hope, obviously, that, you know, the more he has that kind of success, you know, running the ball and that they kind of, you know, load up the box and obviously it opens things up over the top and, um, you know, you're kind of able to, you know, to maybe kind of catch them, um, you know, with, hit a couple of big pass plays, obviously, with Mason and, you know, and those guys on the, and then, you know, getting those guys on the outside involved as well. Yeah, absolutely, and that's, you know, we, we, we had a couple shots, and that was the difference in the game last week, you know, they uh, they took their shots, and they made plays, and, and we just weren't able to make the plays, so, uh, you know, but that's, you know, what we're trying to do, trying to get that, uh, you know, consistency, where we can run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and then take our shots when they're available. Um, I mean, just anything else, like and we kind of talked about Shenandoah, but anything else kind of stand out to you, I guess, um, you know, as you kind of, as you kind of look at, you know, them and, and the guys that they do have on, you know, on that side of the field, I guess. I, I, I do. I think, I think they have a nice team. They really do. They have, they have some good, good kids, kids. They really do. The Dunchak kid, you know, is a yeah. four-year starter for them. And, you know, again, uh, number seven, the other receiver, I believe, is a three, four-year starter for other Michael Boyos. I think he's quarterback three, four years now. Sure. So, you know, they got guys that have been in these games, you know, for four years now, three, yeah. four years. And, yeah. Um, you know, like you said, they're going to come in hungry, and, and they are well coached, and and uh, they do a lot of nice things. They really do. Well, their hands full. Um, anything else for you, Coach Morgan? No, again, we're just going to work and, and, and continue to, to get better, and, and we'll just keep working at it. That's all we can do. Absolutely. Um, thank you again for, for taking the time, and good luck Friday night. Thank you. I appreciate everything. Have a great week. No problem. You too. So long, Coach. Right, thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. That wraps up this episode of the Times News High School Football Podcast presented by the Lehigh Valley Health Network. Make sure you grab our paper every Thursday to see the Game of the Week article, Player of the Week article, Overtime column, and a lot of stats compiled by Rod Heckman. We are at every game, no matter where it is or who's playing. So make sure you get those Saturday papers to check out full box scores and game write-ups for every local Times News game. For all of our great local coaches and Patrick Matsinko, I'm Justin Carlucci. Get out of the game there and enjoy this week of high school football.